This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. All right, so the NFL Combine is taking place in Indianapolis, and it seems like it's almost a fait accompli that Caleb Williams will be the number one pick, the kid from USC. But there was a story in The Athletic um, about Caleb Williams and his, his support group. And boy, you really have to, you, you, you got to make sure that you love this guy. I mean, somebody in his group floated the idea about, um, about ownership in a team. And the NFL quickly said that, no, no one outside a family member could get ownership in the team. And this all seems to be going back to Caleb's dad, Carl, uh, who has questioned the NFL rookie wage scale, the draft declaration deadline, eligibility rules, medical testing, and the ways that payers, players are paid. Uh, he had an interview in September with GQ, and the father, again, Carl, expressed disdain for the entire draft process. We're the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity, get the first pick. Now, Carl, I'm not going to say he's like LaMelo Ball's dad, but he has had a big say in his son and how his son has gone about it. So since he was 10 years old, Caleb, the whole thing's been planned out by Carl. Hired the best coaches in the business. Um, he's the guy who said, if somebody takes him and we don't want to go, we can go back to school. So he has really been that guy. And you can't blame him. It's his, it's his father. He wants to make the most. But it's kind of going to be interesting if you get a guy that's all about, like, you know, this outside stuff. And, you know, he's questioned. You know, he, was, he talked today. He, he refused to throw at the combine. And I would, too, by the way. I don't blame him. You've got, you've got me on tape, baby. I played three years at USC. Look at that. I don't need to throw for you in underwear. I'm not going to do it. But do you want to you get into a relationship with a guy who looks like he's going to be a little burr under the, uh, the saddle? I'm not sure. But reading the story in The Athletic, wow. He doesn't even have an agent. He doesn't even have an agent. He will not do interviews. The father will not do interviews. They, they have advisors, but no agents whatsoever. And when he interviewed agents, guys, you know what he asked them? Try to find an out in the draft process. So this guy's looking to upend the entire NFL. Do you want him on your team? Is he that good that you put up know. with it? Because the guy that's gotten a lot of love is Jaden Daniels, the guy who won the, the Heisman Trophy. A lot of people say he's a, a definite number two. Some people say he's good enough to be a number one. So what do you think? Do you, do you think twice because of the, the off-field stuff? I, I do. I do, Don. I, I don't know what you think, but I, I this now has been a couple of years of us hearing different things. It kind of started with him crying in his mom's arms in, in the stands and then continued with the I'd like an ownership situation when I come to the league. It, it's it, And then, by the way, let's not forget, last year, relative to his, his college career, a sort of pedestrian season, lost in big spots, was not great, was good. So he's going the wrong direction play-wise and the wrong direction in terms of difficulty and like in all likelihood just unnecessary conversation. 
if obviously if you're looking for a quarterback, you're strongly considering him. But wouldn't you say, Don, if you're if you're looking at him and Drake May, and you think they're both great? Couldn't all of this other stuff be like, you know what? Uh, Let's go with the player who might have like a an, a tiny percentage less talent to not deal with it all. God, you're just putting a lot of pressure on yourself. There's a lot of things working against him. You know, not wanting to take a physical. I've heard guys not want to throw or participate in the combines, not take the physical. You know, wanting hard ownership of a team. Listen, there's a lot of things of value there. Like I, I do, I don't like the whole draft process either. That we award lousy teams, we can award tanking. There's no lottery system, so you can tank to get the pick. Or you know, why award a lousy organization? You want to go to the right place. We've said that all the time. So do what Eli Manning did. Go refuse to go to San Diego, work out a deal. But you know, you're doing all these things where it just seems like he's above the fray. He's above everybody else. And as you said, has he put together the kind of college career we can act that way? And even if he did, does it guarantee you anything? I, I don't I don't know, man, but whether it's, you know, the crying in his mom's arms, the fact that it doesn't seem like any decent quarterbacks come out of USC, the demanding a percentage, not not wanting to throw, not wanting to take a physical. Uh I it just he better be worth it. But the one thing that would scare me off is there's a tremendous amount of pressure being the first overall pick in the draft. If you're going to be kind of nasally doing it, doesn't that put even more pressure? I mean, this guy can't afford to stink. He can't afford to have a hiccup. All that will be thrown back in his face. So now, we'll see. The dad, right, when he was interviewing agents, as I said, he asked representatives to find loopholes in the collective bargaining agreement between the league and the players' union. The answers were unsatisfying, according to The Athletic. And what he was trying to do, he wanted them to find a way out of the four-year rookie contract term and a fifth-year option for first-round picks because he, he, the father's saying that's five years and then there's three potential years of franchise tagging. He said his son could be tied to a bad team for eight years, a below-market team a, and a below-market deal. But this is collectively bargained. Now... NFL players collectively bargaining for players that are, you know, now 11, it seems kind of unfair, but that's the only route they have. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all there is to it. But maybe, you know, if you go someplace and you ball out and you turn a team into a winner, you're going to make a lot of money off the field, well, too. That's just the way it is. For eight years, you're tied to a team. And the three franchise tag years, those last three years, you'll be one of the top five paid quarterbacks in all of football. Now, the thing where I kind of feel for him is the fact that we've talked about you got to be drafted by the right team. And think of all the great quarterbacks that never became great because they were with the wrong organization. So I get that. So do what Eli Manning did. He, he felt like the Chargers weren't the right organization, refused to play for him. But all this preemptive stuff to me, just it comes across as conceit. It comes across as like you're going to be a can't miss then don't go out there and, and, and be bad the first couple of years. It's going to get thrown right back in your face. How about this, Peter? Um, there's some conjecture that oh, they're no. looking to get him out of Chicago because they're from D.C. and he wants to play for the Commanders. And they hold the second pick, and the Commanders hire Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator who was in that position with USC as well last right. year. So now all of a sudden you like him, don't you? No, no. It just scares me more. It just but, sounds like, is that really what you feel like dealing with? I, I'm, I'm sensitive to it because, listen, what, what Eli Manning pulled doesn't seem cool either, right? And you John know, Elway. And John Elway and Eric Lindros. I mean, all these guys do it. I mean, I understand that the draft process is Neanderthal and, it, and, and you got to be at the right place. They just refuse to go to the place that's going to draft you. 
and then you can work something out, right? Eric Lindros was not going to play for the Quebec Nordiques, said it. So the Nordiques traded him away and ended up becoming the greatest thing the Avalanche, eventually becoming the Avalanche, ever did. They get Peter Forsberg, win a bunch of cups, and, and Philly didn't win anything, although Lindros was really, really good. Um, or do what Eli Manning did, or do what John Elway did. But this not, you know, no physical, no um, trying to circumvent the rules, asking to see if they wave. The, this comes across as a little too much. Just say, hey, listen, I don't want to play for the Bears. And then the Bears would make a deal with Washington or something would go on, and then uh, everybody moves on. It's happened before, no big deal. But, but don't go to, that, this, the, 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 to these lengths are a little, little bit of a stretch. The thing, Don, that's it's tough, the Bears can't find out any information. He doesn't have an agent. There's nobody to really talk to, and the and the dad's not talking to anybody, and the kid's not really, you know, not he's not throwing at the he's actually he's actually at the combine. Do do you have the uh, the cut, Anthony, about him not wanting to take the physical? I will have it shortly. All right, he'll have it shortly. But I mean, they're, they're putting up a lot of roadblocks for the Bears, so maybe they're they're trying to make the Bears go. How could we how could we pick this guy? We don't know anything about him. We can't even do measurables on him. Again, I would not throw at the combine. I'm not some circus clown for you. You saw me play three years in college. What do I have to throw for? No, that part I like. Well, that's, but, and that's, I mean, that's you're been expecting done before. somebody to commit like tens and almost hundreds of millions of dollars and the future of a franchise and not check the guy out physically? No, but yeah, physical physical is different. I, I I get all of it. It's been done, but th- th- to these lengths, this is crazy, man. It, it it's crazy. You want to dictate where you go, or where I guess the better way to say it is dictate where you don't go. Fine, that's been done before. You may not like it, especially if you're a Bears fan. But hey, I get it. But well, here, here's not, for, not taking a physical. That's ridiculous. Well, here, let, let's let's hear why. This is from Pro Football Talk and Caleb Williams. Obviously, when you start doing things that's not traditional, whether you're at a school like USC, whether you're here at, at the combine yeah, that's yeah. been going on for I don't know how many years, but a long time. Right. And so the main thing has just been, you know, it was a decision with my family and my team. And it really came down to not all 32 teams can draft me. So I give all 32 teams my personal medical things. There's nothing there. I played all 30, yeah. how many ever games I played. Never, I just, I've yeah. never came off the field unless my it. helmet came off and the ref took me off. You know, my thing has just been give it to the teams that, that are going to pursue me. So all my visits, I'll be doing medicals, but just decided not to do it here. In a sense, I you know have an idea of where I'm going to go, not the place, but the um, not yeah, the, the general place. area, the, general the draft. Area we know the spot. You're going yeah, in the, the top spot. two picks. You're yeah. going number one, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I, I I understand it a little bit, but then I don't understand it because somebody at the bottom of the draft, some team at the bottom of the draft, might move heaven and earth and give up the next five first round picks to move up to number one and not going to have access to your medicals. So you can say, you know, I'm only going to do it to the guys that could pick me. Really? Well, are you not going to give it to the Giants at six who could move up to one to pick you? I mean, it's, it's silly. You're not going to give but, it to Denver? And, yeah, listen, I, I I get that we live in a day and age where people don't want to give out the information. Okay, but you just gave the perfect answer. Well, what if some team that you want to play for is going to trade for you? They're going to want to know that. And also... Uh, the, the fact that you played every game, what does that matter? I mean, that they go deep into the medicals to see if there's anything going on there. I'm making a, a huge investment in you. The fact that you played every game is irrelevant. They want to be able to find out, is there something going on that maybe can affect you later on, right? We find out things in physicals, guys, right? God forbid we could find out something that could be corrected, something that might make me think, I don't know if you're going to be okay in three, four years. I mean, jobs are on the line drafting these guys. 
and everybody else seems to be able to play the game. And all right, if you want to reinvent the wheel, then go ahead and do it. But you better be great. <laughs> Don't reinvent the wheel and it be Ryan Leaf. It's so weird, though, because this, this guy's a different bird. I mean, he's talking about his team, okay? So he's got like a, a phalanx of people that are advising him. He made $10 million in NIL over the last two years at SoCal. So he, he's certainly not hurting for money. And there were some games, you know, you're the quarterback, you're the star of the team, you're a professional quarterback because you got paid $10 million. He did not talk to the media after games. So, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. He might be a, an otherworldly talent. And like we Lots always say, talent is the great deodorant. But how much of a deodorant? How much well, does it stink otherwise? And, and here's the thing, guys. He's going to play right away, you would think. That's what happens when the quarterback gets taken first overall. But you take a look at some of the Hall of Famers. Look at Eli Manning's first year. Look at Troy Aikman's first year. Look how many picks Peyton Manning threw in his first year. I don't care how great this quarterback is going to be. You think he's going to be Dan Marino his first year? Or could he struggle? Could he embarrass himself only to eventually come out of it and become a Hall of Fame quarterback? But do you want that first-year struggles to be a guy that doesn't talk to the media, that is a problem, may not be able to handle the failings early in his career? Because I don't care how good you are, you're going to have some stumbles. More times than not, you're going to fail a lot more than you're going to succeed in your first couple of years in the NFL before you find it, especially if you're going to start right away. So I want to know you're going to be able to handle that. Peyton, uh, and Peyton and Eli and Troy were able to handle all that and become great. Is he going to be able to handle it? You think it's going to work in a major market like Chicago if he's not going to talk to the media having to throw in you know, two pick sixes in a game and costing his team a game? Or is it going to become a thing and then become a problem and alienating his teammates and making you wonder if you made the right selection? So you know, I'm all for feeling good about yourself, guys. I'm all for having confidence, but he's kind of talking like he's going to be a can't-miss which means yeah. he better be a can't miss. Then it it's, won't matter. It, it, we talk. Think about how much we talked about how Daniel Jones, where he was drafted, affected how he's viewed. Think about if you're not only drafted number one, Don, but you've also set the tone that you basically are going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. You think that the way uh, salary structuring should even work should change around you. That it's it's quite a bar to set for yourself. And also the the, the whole structure. Of the NFL, the, the collective bargaining agreement, he's questioning. It, it's it's and good for somebody to have that kind of confidence and and to try to you know change the world. But hey, I I, I hope that he's that good to put you know any team through that see, kind of angst. If I can look in a in a in a um, look into the future, look into a crystal ball, and I see that he's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, then he's definitely worth all the trouble, and maybe he will have the power to change a lot of things that are wrong with the system. Now, in but fairness dude, let's not to him, put the cart before the horse here. In, in fairness to him with the medicals, like he said, he'll do a medical for every team that you know he talks with. But what happened last year with C.J. Stroud? It's if I'm if I'm a player, I would really have a lot of trepidation about doing anything for these teams. So it wasn't the wonderlick, but it was a test that they have, um, you know, a lot of that has a lot of input in the way people look at you. You know, the way you, you, you could disseminate information quickly. It's like the next level of the Wonderlick. And C.J. Stroud had, like, the most embarrassing Wonderlick or this score that you would ever see. And some team leaked it out. Now, he ended up getting picked, obviously, second by the, by the Texans. And the guy was picked first by, by Carolina. 
had a great score on this test. So it shows you that it's not a, a tell-all. But for any team to leak this kind of information to the media, it's awful. It, it's an invasion of oh. privacy. So maybe that's what he's thinking too. Uh, but it, both could be true. That, hey, good for you. You're seeing that there's a lot of things wrong with this system, and I love the fact that you want to change it. But like I said, don't put the cart before the horse. You got to accomplish something first. Yeah, but he's and got he's he's got he's got hand, as I say. Well, we'll see. Well, I mean, Don, he's going to pick be pick first or second. He probably wants to be picked second. Right, but, but he but, wouldn't but, be picked second because if Chicago knows they're not going to pick him, they'll just trade with Washington to right. move up. But but ultimately, he's going to have to ball out. Like I feel bad for what happened to Stroud. It's terrible. But guess what? He balled out. Got his team into the postseason. Now that's forgotten about, and now no one cares. But if Caleb goes out there and in his first couple of years he struggles, all this stuff gets thrown back in his face. Now if he goes out there and he's Dan Marino in his rookie year, and he and he and he guides the the Commanders or the Bears, whoever picks him to the playoffs and becomes the next great player, then you know what? He shut everybody up. He did what he was supposed to do. But all I know is it's a lot of pressure to be the first overall pick. It's a lot of pressure to play quarterback in this league. Don't add to it by being this way because they'll never let him up from it if he struggles early on. And he may struggle and still be great. But as a general manager, Michael, when you're measuring guys' hands, right, you're doing stupid wonderlick tests to see if this is a guy I want to select to save my job. Do you really want this aggravation? Now, if Ryan, anybody else that's close, like if you think that the other guys might be close to him, could this be enough to just to get rid of that gap and make you pick somebody else? Well, that's the key. If they're close, you pick the guy who's, you know, the path of least resistance. But if they're not close, you, you hold your nose and hope for the best. Uh, Ryan Dunleavy and uh, Paul Schwartz of the New York Post uh, reporting Darren Waller. There was some um, rumors that he might retire, um, but he has spread the word uh, that he plans to return. And the Giants will welcome him back. That ends speculation about cap casualty. He was a disappointment last year. Huge. I, I, I mean, give Peter credit for that. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't high on it. Well, I just it, it wasn't even about Waller. It was the fact that he was used as like, here's why the offense is gonna be good. Like it's just they treated him like he was like they'd signed Gronk. You know, he's a, he's a good player, but he was really disappointing. And who I feel bad for is Dave's son, who I bought him the beautiful, authentic jersey, and well, he, wanted, he wanted Waller. It could still come around. He, again, injuries were his biggest problem, and there was a lot of other things. But he's he hurt all the time. Never so. functioned on the, in that offense. But do I think that if they can get their act together, the Giants offensively, that he could still be a good player? I still think he can. Now, we talked about this in the 3 o'clock hour. Robbie Avila, the center for Indiana State, who had 35 points against Evansville. Has nicknames like Cream, Abdul-Jabbar, because he wears goggles, um, Skim Duncan, Larry Blurred, um, and so Rock Me Samadeus uh, came up with one. He said, how about White Howard? Well, actually, if you look at his kind of uh, college style, because it doesn't really suit this guy's pro game, but college-wise a little bit closer, my cousin threw out Marshmallow Anthony. Which I don't hate either. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate I like it. it. I don't hate it. No, I don't hate that at all. all he right, might. Let's, he go, might. let's go to the phone. Hammer in Bergenfield. Hammer. What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's having a great Friday. You too. Um, Mike, I, I want to thank you right now for what you just brought to light as it pertained to Caleb Williams and the things that his father was saying as well. This was some things that I didn't know about. Him wanting to have part ownership and all this other stuff. 
the CBA and him thinking that a, a first-rounder should be getting paid more. We know the NFL changed those rules a couple of years ago, and it's clear as day why. Like, you're bringing these kids up to the next level. You fully don't know what they're capable capable of at that next level, and you're going to blow 40-plus million dollars over four years for these guys? It doesn't make any sense. Now, as it pertains to Caleb Williams, there have been other red flags. There have been reports out there that he didn't even want to go to Chicago. And, Don, what you said before in regards to teams tanking and everything, let's remember that last year Carolina traded that pick um, with – Chicago, so this is why Chicago has that first overall pick right now, but there are reports out there that he wants to go to Washington. Obviously, the Bears haven't done anything as it pertains to Justin Fields, who is on the verge of um, going into his fourth year. This right now, especially, uh, Don, you spoke about this yesterday when it comes to quarterbacks at a USC. There really hasn't been any that really stood out over the last 20 years at least. Carson Palmer would be the Williams. Exactly. Caleb Williams, in my opinion, I feel already is a head case, and he's going to be nothing but a headache. It would be, it would behoove the Chicago Bears to either trade with Washington or take another quarterback with that first overall yeah, but, but pick. One thing, I, 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 I kind of cringe with, you know, no quarterback from USC has made it. They're different coaches. I mean, now it's Lincoln Riley. I mean, I know. it's not Pete Carroll's not there. I mean, just, you can't it, just say is it, there's something in the water at USC. I know, but it, it, it's it's still weird, Michael. The, the list just goes on and on and on. Right. You know, Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold, Matt Leinart. It, it's, it's not just one or two guys. It's a lot. I don't know why. Like you said, there's different coaches, different systems. I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying if it's the only reason that you should shy away, but when you're starting listing pro and cons – the fact that he's a USC grad has to fall in the con category. It can't fall in the pro one. Yeah, but I don't know if you could read that much into it. I, 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 I definitely hear everything that you're saying, but what happened 20 years ago um, you know, just doesn't apply to, to Caleb Williams. I mean, the, the students on campus are different. I, the coaches are different. The people he's throwing to, the offensive line. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's something spooky, but it can't be applied to Pete Carroll team and a Lincoln Riley team. No, but it just when you have that many drafted that high, and and none of them, you know, when Carson Palmer's the best of them, right? You know, it's uh, and Mark Sanchez might be the second best. That's it, it, it's a, it's it's I don't know I don't know why but so sometimes you, when they pile up that way you got to look at it what's let's going go, on let's go to Pat and Hoboken Patty guys how are you today good you well I'm fine except you know and I love you guys but I have a couple issues with the yacht rock discussion okay first, first of all I think it's the uh, the Pablo Cruz vehicle was steal away. Don, I think yes, that was the, that's a good song. Yeah. And well, Kenny Loggins, you know, a lovely guy, but the real key to Yacht Rock is the Don LaGreca doppelganger, Michael McDonald. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, no one's denying that. I mean, it's every other song, essentially. I think, I, I think you're, 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 if you have an, an MVP discussion, in yeah. the Yacht Rock conversation. A Yacht Rock Mount Rushmore. A Mount Rush, if you yeah. will. You're, oh, Michael McDonald good. and Daryl Hall, I, I think, are really battling there at the top. Well, you know, Pat, you seem yacht, like yeah. you know this music, so let me ask you, is Jimmy Buffett considered Yacht Rock? No. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, no, that's, no. Uh, that's, no, that's, no, no, um, no, no. Come Monday, that, he, that gets played a lot. I'm, listen, I'm not saying he wouldn't have a song or two that would make the category, but I don't think people he's not, consider He's not him. in the McDonald's Loggins, you know, genre. No. 
but he's but he's close. He's second level. And you don't listen to him on a, a yacht, of course, Michael. You listen to to him, you know, drunken and asleep on the beach or in a, a in a stupor in the sand, or bubonge affected. Plus, of course, massive amounts of bubonge. I really do admire that Jimmy Buffett literally said he went to the like he was hanging out in paradise and was like, you know what, I'm going to find a way to just make this my entire life. And and got loaded doing it. Yeah, loaded in many ways. And he turned it into almost a billion-dollar industry. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's one thing, like, Don, it's one thing to get rich, you know, working incredibly hard, doing tasks that, like, no one would want to do at at, at awful hours. It's another thing to get incredibly rich, smoking weed, playing a guitar, and hanging out on the beach. That's something. Do you know who's a big parrot head? Was Pat Who? Riley? Really? Yeah, big, big, uh, big follower of his music. Interesting. That's what they called them, parrot heads. Of course. I mean, what, what, are we talking? You don't think that I didn't know that, did you? No, uh, I, so you're intimating that I didn't know it? Is, is that, that what you think? You think, you think that there might be people in the audience that didn't know? Gotcha. And the and people it, they they do a weird dance and they they have parrots. It's a whole thing. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's time right now for the Pinstripe Report brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. So, Carlos Rodon... Live batting practice session today. And, you know, everybody's always looking for something negative. So uh, he allowed home runs, four home runs to Josh Bro, 
Augustin Ramirez, Ben Rice, and Jose Rojas. And according to Brian Hoke of MLB.com, Carlos said, I'd rather give them up to our guys. All those guys are pretty good. They wouldn't be here if they weren't. So he pitched very well the first game, which was Sunday. And then he did a batting practice session today, gave up four home runs. There's no way that you can approximate the um, effort that you would put into a game situation in a batting practice. So I know Yankee fans are always looking for something to latch on to get nervous about. So there you have it. Four home runs in a BP session. And one other thing. Yankees played to a nothing-nothing tie yesterday against the Marlins. And in the game, Clayton Beater, uh, I think he had three scoreless innings. This guy throws close to 100 miles an hour. And I'm going to say something that really should rile up the fan base. For those of you that don't think that Brian Cashman is good at his job, you know, he got Clayton Beater in a trade with the Dodgers. And you know who he gave up? Anthony does. Anthony, you want to tell everybody who he gave up? Our good friend Joey Gallo. He gave up Joey Gallo, who I didn't think he could give away, and got a live arm. So if, in fact, Clayton Beater gets one out in the major leagues this year, one, that, I think, is a ticket for Brian Cashman to go to Cooperstown. (laughs) Right to the Hall of Fame. He gave up Joey Gallo, who he had to get rid of because Joey Gallo couldn't get out of his own way in New York, and got a useful, breathing player in Clayton Beater. A young guy, throws 100 miles an hour, obviously has to get his command under control, but he is one of the Yankees' depth pieces this year. He could be a starter. He could pitch out of the bullpen, which a lot of people think he's more suited to. Again, all he has to do, Don, get one out. That's it. In his major league career, if he got one out, Brian Cashman got somebody who could get one out for Joey Gallo. I think that's brilliant. I think it's absolutely a heist. I've never seen Clayton Beater pitch with my own eyes. But the guy throws 100 miles an hour, and he got him for a guy who couldn't hit. Case closed. No, every Yankee fan wanted him released if you're able to trade him for anybody. And you got a young live arm. Hall of Fame, Cooperstown, maybe even Canton, maybe even Springfield, maybe get into all three, maybe Toronto, all four major sport Hall of Fames for getting Clayton Beater for Joey Gallo. Just saying. Gallo's been struggling, by the way, in spring training for the Nationals, where he signed a one-year $5 million contract. The perfect analytic player can't play anywhere. Can't do it. That's the Pinstripe Report, brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For pain-free life, please visit samwellpain.com today. Let's go to GB in Merrick. GB? What's up? Hello? Yeah, what's up? Hello. Hey, is this Kay? I'm sorry, yes. man. I can't, couldn't hear you. Yes. Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? Thanks for what we're doing for New York. I love you hey guys. Hey there. How you doing? Hey, GB. Good. GB from Eric. Uh, listen, I love that you mentioned that Beater thing, because I saw that, and I saw that we got him for Gallo. And once again, I'm sitting with my Yankee crew stretching out for the season, and I said, that's a brilliant move. Brilliant move. My question to you guys, and Kay, by the way, you look great. I uh, love the beard. Thank uh, you. My question is, why aren't we rolling the dice on Bauer? Why is why not? the other 29 teams rolling the dice on Bauer? I agreed. I, you know, I think he's like a perfect guy that we could just pick up. He wants, he wants to play. He's ready to go. We get him on the cheap. 
But but, I, but I'm G- confused GP, about do you, it. You're not confused. You know exactly why. I mean, obviously, Major League Baseball knows something that they suspended him for a year, even though he wasn't charged with anything. There was something so untoward that he did that nobody is willing to touch him. All right. So you want the Yankees to be the team to touch him when I mean they're not they're not desperate. I mean a team like the Mets, they are desperate for starting pitchers and they're not touching him. None of the thirty teams touching him. So why would you ask why the Yankees aren't? And also there's a there's a sidebar with the Yankees. It's alleged that he and Cole don't get along. So you do you move heaven and earth to not upset Garrett Cole. So why would you bring them in? I I, I don't understand see, people. You convinced me because I just thought you know maybe are they are, are they not taking a chance on him because he can get in trouble again and then you lose him. You're not going to have to give him any money. He played for the league minimum, but you don't want him because apparently what is being accused is just it's just heinous. It might not have been convictable. It might not have been a crime in the eyes of the court, but they must have information that this is just a bad guy. Because to have everybody agree not to sign somebody, when pitching is at a premium, he's willing to pitch for the league minimum, and nobody is touching him. What is that? That should tell you all you need to know. Listen, I don't now know Now you want a guy, team that's in contention to do it? And I don't even know what they know. Don't know. But they have done investigations that resulted in a year-long suspension, and no one's touching him. So they obviously have information that we're not privy to. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So they've got to know something that they feel that it's so toxic that they can't take a chance that the, the pushback, the pushback from the public would be so unbelievable that it's not worth, the juice is not worth the squeeze on yeah. the guy. Again, Don said it. He's willing to pay play for the league minimum with incentives according to how many games he pitches in and starts or whatever, and nobody's touching right. him. And, and so that obviously tells you that it's not a financial risk. It's not a risk that would derail your season if you had to cut them the day you signed them. But obviously the PR hit that these organizations fear they would take if those allegations came out while he was on your roster is not worth it. That tells you how bad it must be, Michael. And another thing, and again, there are people out there that have been accused of this. Supposedly he was a sticky stuff guy. And now that they've cracked down on sticky stuff, what pitchers are able to make the adjustment? But, right, Again, there's he, a lot of layers to this, right. people. And People I are know, not just ignoring him because they just don't want to and, bring in a good pitcher. And I saw the video on Barstool. I guess somebody on Barstool hit Marty him. Marty Mush. You know, all right, fine. We're talking league minimum, people. So you're, you're t- you got a pulse. They're going to give you a chance. If they think there's any chance he could find his Cy Young rhythm, if there's any chance he can give you five, six innings as a fifth starter, come out of the bullpen, anything, league minimum, Michael, you can do whatever you want with him. Let's just look at the Yankees for a moment, everybody. Steve Howe, seven times he failed drug tests. They took a chance on him. Doc Gooden, we, we know that story. Daryl right. Strawberry, we know that story. Araldis Chapman, we know that story. And the Yankees said, okay, we think – we can handle the backlash, and then he'll 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 be a good guy. Domingo Herman. So they took chances on all of those guys, but they're not going anywhere near Trevor Bauer. Can we trust them that maybe they know something we don't know? No, for, to, to have everybody needing pitching, everybody that here is a here is a uh, at least on the back of his baseball card a better than quality starter willing to pitch at the league minimum, and 30 teams are good. 
Michael, come on. That's amazing to me. It's so that, so something's going on. So no, you're gonna so you're gonna kill the Yankees. Let's go to Bob in Warwick. Bob. Hello, Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob, you got to turn your radio off. We got it. We're gonna right, do. You this. know what? Now you can turn your phone There's, off. Let's go to. Oh boy, Bob. Joe and Ewing. Joe. Hey, what's up, Michael? What's up, Don? How, how, how you, you doing? doing? Good. Yeah, good. So, uh, in, in terms of the Yankees, right? Um, I don't know when they play. Probably like in the beginning of April at home. But just a quick question about Aaron Boone uh, to Michael, and then I got another question for Don real quick. Michael, for Aaron Boone's ejections, right? Because he had a hot temper last year. Do you think he should be under control this year for his problems? Well, I, I, uh, my, my advice to him, not that he's asked, I, I don't think the constant badgering of officials or umpires actually benefits the Yankees. I don't think they get the benefit of the doubt because he's riding them all the time, and he gets thrown out a lot. Exactly. I think it's good to show that emotion. I don't want him to lose that. But to consistently ride umpires, I don't think you get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because for some reason, Bill reminds me of like Billy Martin in a way with the finger pouring and then Joe Girardi with the kicking. But, I mean, Aaron Moore really doesn't kick people, but... Um, yeah, I just hope he can keep his uh, anger under control. Now for Don. Don, quick question for you, buddy. Yes. Jersey native. If the Mets lose this year, will you have a bet with Michael shave your head if they, if they, don't, uh, if they don't make the playoffs this year? Why would I make a bet with Michael to shave my head if the Mets don't make the playoffs when it's going to be very difficult for them to make the playoffs? Because they might do it, buddy. They might do it, they may not. But why? But why would I want to shave my head? It's the one thing I got going for me. Yeah, my hair. Also, All right, fine, 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 fine. Then shave the beard. Shave the beard. Shave the beard. Why, 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 should he, why, why should he shave his? Uh, even if it's private parts, the Mets yeah. are, are projected to win eighty-four but, games. Well, why, why would he? Why would he do that? What do I gain by that? Nothing. I wouldn't let you touch that hair. It's so but, glorious. Well, but you'd want to take me aside and said, "Have you lost it?" That, Michael, that was, I would make that bet if they were predicted to win the World Series. Like, I, I don't like what. What I guess would the fans just like enjoy that? Like, look at me. I'm Joe Met fan. I was willing to shave my head for for a team that's got a, a pakoda of like 80, 80 uh, that, that they're going to make the playoffs. Or I shave weird. my head. It's that's it's, insanity. It's wrong. Let's go to Brandon in Rome. Brandon. Hey, Michael, I was just calling. Uh, Brian Hook had a report that came out today about Carlos Rodon giving up four home runs in a uh, simulated I just, I just spoke practice. about that, Brandon, five minutes ago. Oh, sorry. I must That's have been right. on hold. Oh, uh, come on, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. So what What do you want to say about it? Should we be panicking? I didn't know if it was something to be worried about or, I mean, based on the performance last year. I think you should be very, very Man, worried. You know I what? think you should be frightened. Uh, he pitched two great innings on Sunday. That doesn't matter, Michael. Doesn't matter, but the four BP home runs, I think you should really start to get, you know, tighten up in every area that could be tightened up. Wow. I mean, it, 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 let's it's reset, shall we? Peter. It's March, March 1st. 1st. March, March 1st. 1st. Well, it was May 1st, then I guess you'd be worried because he would at least have a, a few starts under his belt. I mean, oh, I opened the pinstripe report with that, Don. He How did. could he miss it? Well, he said he was on hold. Didn't no, he wasn't. Yeah, you know, that's a fib. It's not the truth because I, 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 we've been taking some Yankee calls, so he just got put on hold. He was not on hold. He wasn't yeah, listening. Let's, let's face it, Peter. You don't have to wait on hold if you're if you're on hold to talk Yankees. <laughs> See, you, know well, you know what? He must have been in the process Don. of calling, maybe. That's maybe what he meant. No, <laughs> not true. Maybe he's trying to get through. <laughs> I think that's what he's probably saying. No, Don, Don, there could be five calls. One of them says, 
I knew Peter as a child. We were best friends. Not sure I'd ever find him again. And the next one could be one question about Yankee rotation. My call could be on hold for three hours and 11 minutes. You're getting through if it's the Yankee call. Right on through. I'm on a ship on the way to Mars. I'm never. No, it would say Mindy Rosenberg. (laughs) I'm never going to talk to my son again. And he go, ah, oh, Mindy, we'll get right to you after this. Um, will the Mets, will the, will the Yankees regret losing Bader? Oh, this is so exciting. You know what? Maybe you guys should handle the phones then. You think uh, it's fun? You know, I, I, I would do it. No, I'm good. I trust you because you wouldn't I, I take a baseball call if they just said, by the way, I have the secret to life through baseball, well, and you would keep them on hold for three hours. I, I do see this guy I've been holding for 90 minutes who wants to give his review I, of the Iron Claw. I'm the curious. Funny, the funny thing see, is. See, but I'm not curious at all about that. Right. Well, and, and listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm with Michael on that one. I don't even know what, what's going on there. But Michael gives a pinstripe report. A bunch of people see open lines and go, <laughs> and they're on. Right. And also, when you know the excuse that you're on hold, when you're on hold, you hear the station. So a lot. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have an investigation um, start on this, but it just sounded sketchy. There's no way that he was listening to the station. He just let me call up and and see if Michael K is really worried about Carlos Rodon. I'm not. I think he's gonna have a really terrific season. And if he doesn't, it's not gonna be because of what happened today. No. Or yesterday, whenever it was. Today today yeah because they played last night exclusively on the s app you know what you did a good job with that you know what suffering jim just said on uh on twitter (laughs) no mars could be on hold and michael would take yankee calls all day instead (laughs) great point (laughs) oh man all right we'll be back in just a moment true well Well, by the way anthony why don't you just pick the poor guy up and ask him what he thought about iron claw so you can tell me because i care (laughs) Uh, we'll get to him, Peter. Really, have you seen the Iron Claw movie? Uh, not only did I see him, but we had the stars from so the movie on the show. So what do you care about what he thinks about it? Why, why do we talk to listeners about anything? But, 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 I mean, I don't know if there's like a really, there's an outcry of emotion right. to find out about the Iron Claw movie. Well, it's now available on uh, for people to order at home. There's some discussion in my world about it. But, Listen, I'm just a human being with thoughts. Don't worry about me. Uh, I don't. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. 
Hey, the Garden of Laughs returns to the theater at MSG on March 27th, benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. The all-star comedy lineup features Bill Burr, Michael Che, Chris DiStefano, Jim Gaffigan, Heather McMahon, Tracy Morgan, Sam Morell, and John Stewart. And it's all hosted by our good friend Steve Sharippa. Support the Garden of Dreams Foundation and have a great time doing it. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Now, Peter's really been wondering, so let's get to Randy in Cleveland for that all-important Iron Claw movie review. Hi, Randy. What do you think, What'd you hey, think Randy? Hey, all right, I'll make this point. I wasn't going to give a super in-depth review, but I did want to say, hey, I heard you guys talk about this movie a month or two ago, and that's where I heard about it. I watched it. I'm not a pro wrestling fan. I didn't know anything about this Von Eric story. It was absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Very tragic, but a really good movie. And I recommend anyone who is interested in, I mean, if you like sports at all, I mean, even if you don't, it's a, it's a great movie. And I don't know, what Peter, what you thought, but I think it's just ridiculous that there was not a single Oscar nomination for this film. Um, and yeah, well, I'm, I'm a little... Goes. Thanks, man. I appreciate the call, Randy, because well, truth is... Yeah, the, the I think, I, oh, no. Sorry. Um, I, truth is, I'm a little too close to it, I think, to give it a good review. Because, you know, Don, it's different when you're like... If you're a big nerd for a topic, you're not always the best person to just review the movie. Because right. it's, it's, it's out there for everybody. So, to me, it's interesting to hear that he's not a wrestling fan at all and he loved it. Because I have to say, if you don't know the story of this family and you stumble on this movie... You're going to go, how have I not heard this story? This is insane. It's an insane story. Let's go to Bob in Warwick. Bob. Oh, this will be good. Hey, Bob. Oh, he's peeing on the air. That's what we're getting. That's your baseball call, Michael. By the way, what Don, score one for the wrestling movie review, zero for the fu- – and by the way, that was Bob's follow-up call. The first one he wasn't there for. The second one he was draining the proverbial snake. That's what we got, Don. Was that Drake or Bob? Did I hit the wrong Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, Is that what not. it – I think Bob's got to see your neurologist. I, I think there's it some didn't flow sound problems like a, there. It didn't sound I like didn't a like, flow. No, no I didn't like the stream. stream. Yeah. No, the stream was not but strong. It was a tough, we don't was hear, a tough call for Bob to begin with. If we, don't, if we don't hear that at the beginning of ENN, there's a problem. Because that was... Don, is it possible? I was joking. Is that what could have been happening? Maybe. You know, I, one of the first books I ever read was The Yellow Stream by I.P. Daly, so maybe that was it. Oh, my. <laughs> wow, that's a good dad. You're better than that, I no, thought. I'm not. I'm not better than that. That's what I am. Oh, boy. Let's go to Griffin. He'll clean it up. What's up, there Griffin? You go. <laughs> well, clean what up? How's your You screen? know what? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my there God. Go. <laughs> hey, Griffin. Peter, if that's what happened, then that's funny that you nailed it. <laughs> I mean... You can't write it, Griffin. You can't. I know, you you really you really can't. Um, Michael, um, I have a question sure. about the uh, Yankees. Um, so the roster for the bench this year to start off the year it's going to be Trevino or, or one of the catchers, probably Trevino or Wells. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, Trent Grisham. Yeah. And then is it Cabrera and Peraza? Or is it somebody else? Are they like? Well, I mean, right, that- right now you'd say Cabrera or Peraza, but your your v, uh, Vivas, uh, the guy they got from the Dodgers in the Trey Sweeney deal, has impressed so far. And and Griffin, you know, to be honest, they they were second for Kike Hernandez. You know, he said he chose between the Dodgers and the Yankees, and he got four million bucks. So the Yankees are kind of concerned about the bench to the point that they were willing to pay. 
Kike Hernandez $4 million, which means it's $8 million that they'd have to pay. So they were willing to pay $8 million to strengthen their bench. So I think right now, without a move being made, it's Cabrera um, and Peraza. But I think that could change at any moment. Let's go to um, John and Tom's River. John. Hi, guys. Don, I'm going to apologize to you and uh, Dan from yesterday. Uh, I got my dates uh, confused about my uh, Met story. with. Uh, okay. He was so convinced. Just to get, just to catch the other guys up, John was convinced that the Andy Chavez catch, Game Seven against the Cardinals in '06, happened during his wedding. But in, when in fact it wasn't on a Sunday, it was on a Thursday. He was emphatic about it. So how did you misremember, John? Uh, so on Thursday that that week, Game Seven, I was flying to Hawaii for my honeymoon, and I was late over in Chicago till like one o'clock at dinner. We flew from one till ten at night, our time. So I didn't okay. land till like ten thirty at night. On that night, so I, I missed the uh, Chavez catch. I, I caught the last strikeout when I got to Hawaii because the time difference. Yeah, we, we didn't mean to jump you, but it was just funny you were so no, emphatic. <laughs> I was I, like, yeah. I know, I was, I was absolutely wrong. I apologize to you and Dan. Please tell Dan for me. No need time. to apologize, John. You're cool. No, I, I, was wrong. I, I, I think, I think um, the apology has to go to your wife. I mean, for you to you know mess up the dates like that and. Uh, you it was it about going it. on 18 years ago, but it was a pretty significant mm. event. Mm. Mm. You know, listen, I, I I appreciate John apologizing, but you're right; he should talk to his wife about it if she even knows. We have so much more to do. I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach a, a local player, a big name player. Mm. I'm gonna give him a little advice. I like this, and I think it's something that he needs to hear. Yes, because I I think he's out of control right now. And all I care about is people. You know that, Peter. I just oh, care yeah, about people. Pe- big people. people. Excuse me? What? I care about people. What? Oh, my God. Well, that's open to VNN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.